do background music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm milling about with Stephen Bishop. It's nice to see you again. Hey, it's nice to see you. How are you doing? Good. I love the title of this new CD. Tell me about it. Oh, um, you mean uh, we'll talk about it later in the car? Well, uh, i tell you how it, it started. It was really um, the nucleus of it was... Uh, um, from Carrie Fisher, of all people, um, who I miss her so much. She's, she was just a, a ray of light in, in life. Um, but, uh, you know, I dated her just, you know, for like two weeks or something, you know, early on. Uh, that must have been fun. She was, must have been a very neurotic person to date, I imagine. Well, she was uh, amazingly talented. She could do, back then, I don't think people know that, you know, they think, think of her as like Star Wars or something. But it's like, uh, she could do voices. She could do Judy Garland singing. I mean, it sounded like Judy Garland. Um, anyway, um, we, we were hanging out for a while there, and um, she was at Saturday Night Live. We went to Saturday Night Live, and uh, she was in one of the booths talking to one of her friends or something. And I overheard her say, anyway, we'll talk about it later in the car. And I thought, and what oh, year was this that you oh, this retained year. it? Oh, well, we're talking 77, something like that. And it becomes an album title all these years later. Yeah, all these years later, 78 maybe. Uh, you know, I've always said it in concerts. We'll talk about it later in the car. And for her, she was she meant, you know, she told, I said, what is this about me? She said, no, no, no. Uh, she said, my mother, Debbie Reynolds, uh, used to always, you know, if we got in an argument or anything, we, she'd say, okay, come on, we, we're, we're late. We'll talk about it later in the car. So, uh, so I wound up just adopting that line. And I've, in concerts, I've done it, said it a million times. And it's just a, a great, like, I don't know if this is the right term, non sequitur or something. But if, uh, if you have to go and leave, you go, anyway, we'll talk about it later in the car. It really works. <laughs> I'm going to use it. Is that okay? Sure, sure. <laughs> Spread it around. So how, how long did you actually date Carrie? Not very long. Um, she was uh, she. There was a picture of of her in the front row of my whistling Bichette's picture that was um, in the middle of my Bish album uh, a million years ago. And um, you know, it didn't last long. It was it was you know I was in, I don't think I was a big enough star. <laughs> <laughs> I had to whisper that. She was into those stars back then. Yeah, they she, they used to have these parties, uh, Penny uh, and Carrie, and they used to have these parties. Um, Penny Marshall. Yeah, Penny Marshall, and I was friends with Penny Marshall, and they used to have these parties called Laverne and Leia parties, and you'd see everybody there. I mean, you know, one time I was there, I saw, you know, uh, everybody. You know, Moses was in the corner. You know, I mean, it was like, uh, you know, it's just every superstar would show up. You know, David Bowie and, you know, you name it. I got such a kick out of her book. I'm sure you read it, Princess Diaries. <clears throat> Princess, oh, you must. She doesn't name you, though, Stephen, in the book, unfortunately. Yeah, I think <laughs> probably not. Yeah, there's a lot more interesting people. But, um, yeah, um, I wish I read more, you know. I don't read enough. Uh, well, you're too busy playing music and making up songs. I guess so. I guess that's what I do. Or watching TV is more like it. <laughs> but there seems to be a theme running through this um, about observations you've made about relationships, for the most part, that I've that I've been listening. 
Oh, that's interesting. Well, you know, there's a little bit of this, a little bit of that. There's, there's, it's a, it's an album. You know, I was a bit big um, fan of the Beatles, and they always had, you know, different kinds of songs. You know, uh, and so I wanted to adopt that same philosophy. Uh, so, um, you know, that's, that's, I mean, there's, my new album has, you know, um, it starts off with Almost Home, which is a ballad. Uh, it's actually the theme to this movie, um, Benji. <laughs> and, uh, but it's a good song, you know, and I wrote it with Kurt Sobel, this friend of mine. And, uh, so it was never released on a CD before. No, no, not really. No. Ah, so, so why did you choose to release it on the CD? Because uh, I wanted to sell CDs. <laughs> you, want, you wanted people to know. <laughs> I wanted people to know about it. I mean, if you do something, you want people to know about it. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Could you play that for us? Almost home? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I haven't practiced it. I guess I could. I like that song. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. believes in dreaming there's no other place I know where life it rolls on by without a care for tomorrow yeah that was the life for me that was the life for me must I travel on this journey? Guess I'll count a million stars along the way. And every time I start to worry, something whispers in my ear, says the words I long to be lost and afraid but I'm just a dream away I'm almost home almost home might be cold and alone but I'm almost home Cold 
Gorgeous. Who knew that was about a dog? <laughs> no, I love dogs. I don't mention a dog in it, you know. Like, you know, uh, talking about dogs and almost home. Right, right. It seems as though you're on the road and you're excited to get home. That's, That's right. There yeah. you go. That works. <laughs> How does that work when somebody approaches you to write a song for a film? That's a good question. Mm. Well, it's happened many times, so um, uh, it's, it's always different. With Animal House, uh, I wrote the theme to Animal House, and um, and I was in Animal House um, with Belushi there on the steps. kind of turned into an iconic scene now where um, I'm on the steps playing, I gave my love a cherry yes. that had no stone. And then Belushi's walking down the steps in his toga outfit, and he smashes my guitar and then goes, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was my big uh, scene. I stole the movie. Oh, you did. So how did that come up for you that you uh, they asked you to play the theme song for the film? They wanted me to do it. The director, John Landis, we were friends back then, and he, um, he gave me the script, and I just took the script and just wrote characters, you know, um, you know. Let me tell you about some friends I know. They're kind of crazy, but you dig the show. Animal House. So that's the theme, you know. Mm -hmm. Do you enjoy writing that way? Sure, especially when there's money involved. <laughs> you keep whispering, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so now getting back to the CD, uh, the single is called like Mother and Daughter. Yeah. What what inspired that song? And then we'd love to hear you play that. Well, I mean, it's, it's a different song for me because I don't usually do kind of country-esque songs but um i came across the you know i was working on the the chords and and then i came up with that idea but i also co-wrote it with robin lerner uh this great writer and um she wrote uh, she co-wrote this kiss this kiss you know faith hill so i could do that for you now i would uh, love I, that give it a whirl i haven't really done it too many times solo it goes like this He's doing good so far. <laughs> she was three years old when the postcard came With just a lipstick kiss and her mama's name Already forgetting it. <laughs> Take two. Feel she it. was three years old when the postcard came Okay, I'll do it this time. With just the lips to kiss and her mama's name. Guess mama had to get away from the old humdrum. Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. Now the apple don't fall far from the tree. The little girl grew up, left a family. The map in her pocket and a stuck out thumb. Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son. Whoa, whoa, what's she gonna do? Some things never change. Life don't always turn out like a 
it should Nobody is to blame Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son His, his daddy tried his best to raise his kids Worked himself to death like his father did but his heart got broken and his dreams died young Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son Whoa, whoa, what you gonna do when you're traveling down that road And you hear those voices in your head The ones you left back home And you try hard not to listen and you cry till your heart aches Make peace with the past Or just walk away Now the milk of human kindness wasn't in his blood Still the sun made himself a world that was made of love all they wanted was a chance to be someone Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son Like mother, like daughter, like father, like son picture this song at like a country wedding oh no <laughs> a country wedding yeah it's got that like theme do you abner take this girl as your lawful wedded wife yes the americana feel of it yeah americana uh, so any of you grammy voters out there Look under Maricona <laughs> for Stephen Bishop. There you go. There's a song on here that I wanted to ask you about. It's called In Love with a Violent Man. Oh. So, oh my gosh. That's yeah, a heavy song. It is a heavy song. I think, especially for you, it's heavy. Pretty heavy, yeah. But, you know, I have a tendency to, I can write some heavy stuff. I mean, on my uh, Bowling in Paris album, um, there's a song that I did with great guests. I had, you know, Eric Clapton on guitar, Phil Collins on drums playing great and uh, sting on bass and singing and um, you know we did a song called Hall Light and it was it's a heavy song about my childhood and you know it has all these heavy lyrics uh, but the lyrics to this song obviously it's about a battered woman oh yes. in love with the violent man yeah. yes it is yeah and it's, it and the guy you know and the and the woman is throughout the song is trying to get it back to where it used to be and uh, finally at the end the guy she leaves him and then the guy is trying to get it back to where it used to be do, do you know someone that was badder that inspired the song not at all no no <laughs> no i make up these songs you know with these ideas and and uh, you know lyrics and uh, you know no i just uh, come up with this stuff i don't know you dream about your songs I don't, I don't, never. Yeah. Uh, I, although I will say this, I had one dream that um, gave me the inspiration. First album, uh, Careless, uh, and it had my song Madge on it, and that was from a dream. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
It what was. was the dream about? Do you, it was do you about remember? this old man. I don't. It's probably about me someday. Uh, you know, who couldn't uh, get anywhere and lost his longtime uh, person, and you know, it was just this old man's tale. You know, the song is like. Do you know the song? You don't know the song. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it was 1927, had the world at my feet, a pretty girl on each arm. My family was so proud of me. Uh, you know, it's just this whole story. Mm. Because where I'm leading with this is you have a song on this album called In Dreams I Fly. Oh, yeah. So I love in dreams when you fly or when you, you know. Have you ever flown in a dream? All the time. All the time? Yeah. Really? It's That's the impressive. craziest thing. <laughs> Tell us the story. So, I, so it, the, the song, um, the second song on the album, In Dreams I Fly, was written by a friend of mine named Billy London. Uh, and um, I just had to do it. I just love that song. And it's just such a weird idea about, you know, flying in dreams. But um, I had one dream in my life that was uh, where I flew and I just dug it so much. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go over here, I'm gonna go over there, you know. I went to the local 7-Eleven and you know, I got myself a Slurpee. And I <laughs> you went were, back you up were able, in the air. You, you were able to like tell yourself where to go in the train. Yeah, that's right. I was going around, and, oh, well, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll go to the Troubadour, maybe I'll guest and then I'll fly back up, you know. <laughs> I love celebrity dreams. Do you ever have those? I had one last night. This is no lie. I dreamt about Josh Charles. <laughs> He's that? an actor. Oh. He's very handsome, but it was oh. crazy. And I kept going back to sleep and thinking, I want, I want more. <laughs> That's funny. I don't really dream enough. I, I like to dream more. I don't really, this is really a weird conversation. <laughs> People listening to this, did you hear Stephen Bishop? He's, he likes to dream more. <laughs> Fantastic. Who knows where these conversations know, will go, where they take yeah. us. I'm proud of myself that I did my song pretty much without a mistake. I take a chance I might be criticized In dreams I fly I love what you said about this this new CD. You said um, these are hits that should have been from 40 years ago. Oh yeah. Why'd you say that? Well, you know, a lot of my songs, you know, I, as a songwriter, you got through you go through periods where you're writing a lot more than other times, and you know, during on and on period and a lot of that stuff I was writing a lot so I've got all these you know great songs that I took another look at and uh, you know uh, fixed them up and dusted them off and put them on this album so do you feel that there's something to be said about aging and getting better as you age and ripening with age and just all well, that I don't know if you know this but I'm actually 21 you look good thanks thanks <laughs> thank you very much I work hard at it. <laughs> well, the fact that 40 years later, here your songs are, they're still classic tunes. Oh, oh, that part sounds good. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but with, with age comes a lot, especially in music. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant to say. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, I was very lucky that I had uh, early teachers. And my early teachers were the Stones, the Beatles. Uh, that's how I learned how to write a song, really, is from the Beatles. Have you met any of the Beatles? Yeah. All I met of them? No. Uh, I saw John Lennon. I never met him, but I saw him at the Troubadour the night he and uh, Harry Nielsen um, were drunk and were messing with the Smothers, Smothers Brothers. I was I used to use an old trick at the Troubadour where you know you hang out in the bar and then you go oh I need to use the restroom and then you go in and lose yourself and then you can watch a show free. You know, I used to do that back then. And I was going to the bathroom, you know, um, and I looked over and I could see John Lennon, his head. He had a big head, John Lennon. And John Lennon and uh, Harry Nielsen, and they were heckling the Smothers Brothers. Uh, and then uh, that's the only time I met him, or, or saw him, I should say. And then um, I met Paul McCartney a couple of times. Uh, who is a genius, a uh, musical genius, who is awesome. I just saw Paul McCartney in concert with my manager. All-time top five concerts, I agree. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, he, he, he was on for over three hours, just took one sip of water at one point, and uh, just sang great and is like, whatever, 90 years old or whatever he is. You know, I mean... He's really just incredible. So how did you meet Sir Paul? Um, so I met him a couple of times. One, once I, I at the Nebworth uh, Festival uh, in, in 76, I was in England, and uh, I stood in line to meet him. <laughs> there was a bunch of people, and I just stood in line like an idiot. And uh, another time I was uh, at his... Um, in England, uh, I was at his, uh, he had a thing for Buddy Holly. He had acquired the publishing of uh, Buddy Holly's catalog. And he had all these people there, Elton John and, you know, you name it. And, uh, all these uh, uh, big stars. And Clapton went and I went with him and his, his then girlfriend, Patty Boyd. And I was, I was just thrilled. I mean, I was just thrilled to meet him. I have a picture with me and him and stuff. And, oh, that's cool. And it's, it, it's really, uh, yeah, the Beatles just meant so much to me. They, they, they um, brought me out of my world, you know, at the time. And I, I, had, I, was, I had a creepy stepfather who was really wouldn't let me play guitar in the house. I had to play it in the garage. And then he'd bug me to play it in the garage, you know. So, uh, you know, I had a tough time growing up. And, and they were like... Uh, they just seemed like the, so cool and free, and I, I was I I I, um, I tried to be like John Lennon most of my early life. I mean, I, his sense of humor was so funny and so outrageous, especially in *A Hard Day's Night*, which is a brilliant, incredible film. And uh, he's just so he was just so funny. He kind of lost his sense of humor. It seemed like you know he got serious and with Yoko and. The whole thing. Listen to me. I'm talking about Yoko. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> There's, I will recommend a fantastic documentary if you haven't already seen it. It's called Above Us Only Sky. Oh, I think I, that's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I got to catch that. Oh, yeah. you must. You must. Yeah. Do you do a Beatles tune? Yeah. Can we hear a Beatles tune? Okay. Cool. Uh, let's see. I like to do. Uh, 
I am the walrus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I, uh, that would be really a tough to do on acoustic. Uh, no, I do this song on <clears throat> off their first album, and it goes like this. Let's see. Whenever I want you around, yeah. because most of your songs are three to four minutes long. They're, you know, very mm-hmm. short to, the, you know, succinct pop songs. Yeah. I had a, um, well, I haven't told anybody this lately, but I I had a dream. Uh, I did have a dream that really was strong, and it was about the Beatles. And it was when I was 15, and I was just, every day was just living the Beatles songs and their whole personalities. And I had this dream where I had my own apartment in this dream. I had like, you know, I was on the second floor. I had my own apartment. I was really happening. I was 15 in my dream. And so one day I hear a knock at the door and there's Paul McCartney and John Lennon back in the 60s, right? And and um, uh, John Lennon says, well, we were in the neighborhood. We thought we'd drop in. And, and Paul goes... Yeah, it'd be great. Let's write a song. Yeah. <laughs> and so I go, sure, guys, come on in. So they come in. And, uh, and you were 15 in the dream. Yeah. And I had like, you know, two, three guitars or something in, in, uh, in the dream. And so we wrote a song in E. You know, it, was, it went like this. Mm-hmm. 
and and Could you uh, imagine? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really. So finally, you know, we wrote that song, and it was really great. We were getting along great. So they stood up and they said, "Well, we've got to go, but we were wondering, would you like to join the group?" And I said, and Paul went, "Yeah, it'd be great." Yeah. And so I said, gee, guys, I'd really like to join the group, but I promised my mom I'd help her clean up the backyard tomorrow. <laughs> That's the story. I love how you did Paul's voice. Have you ever done it for him? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it for him. I'd be like, I'd be begging, you know, could you write me a song? <laughs> So that was a dream. That's a great. So you dream about celebrities and you don't even realize it. There you I go. forgot about that one. Yeah. 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 It'd be great. <laughs> Did you see the film yesterday? That's another one. I haven't one. seen that yet. Is it good? You're a Beatles fan and you haven't seen yesterday. Shame on you. I haven't had any time. I've been pushing this album. <laughs> All right. When you're done here, go see it. Okay. It's right. so good. So what are you looking forward to? I'm actually hoping I, I can get this like mother like daughter song into the Grammys and have that I want a Grammy. I almost got a Grammy. I was nominated uh um early on and for my uh I was nominated for best vocal and best new artist, but I lost uh, Debbie Boone. Which, you know, Debbie Boone, but, you know, she's a really sweet girl. She's a nice girl. You're kicking yourself for losing to Debbie Boone, yeah. I have a feeling. <laughs> well, back then, it was like, what? <laughs> I sat in the first row. Everybody thought I was going to win. And it was like, uh, you know, but whatever. It, anyway, I, I also have a book coming out, and I talk about my experiences in the book. And uh, the book's called On and Off. Uh, That's a good title. Apropos. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I like an occasional pomegranate. <laughs> I'll just do a non sequitur there. So will you, will you play us out with On and On? Do us the honor. Oh, I'll do half of it or something. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, you know how uh, I wrote On and On from a chord, from that chord. I just kept playing it over and over, and I loved it. And I would play it over and over and day after day. And I didn't eat or sleep, and I just played this chord, and I just loved it. And uh, people from miles around would come just to hear this chord. And I thought, I better do something with this chord, so I did. Down in Jamaica, they got lots of pretty women. Steal your money, then they break your heart. Poor old Sue, she's in love with old Sam. Take him from the fire into the frying pan On and on She just keeps on trying And she smiles when she feels like crying On and on On and on On and on This is the shortened version <laughs> When the first time those high notes. 
Got the sun on my shoulders, my toes in the sand. My woman's left me for some other man. Ah, oh, but I don't care, I'll just dream and stay tim. Toss up my heart to see where it lands on and on. I just keep on trying. <laughs> Such a pleasure always. All right. That's a good way to end. It was really fun being with oh, you. Oh, same here. It was fun. Thank you. All right. Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. To you. To you.